Wally, how much was your first uh, wholesale deal? It was $37,500. How, uh, how, how long have you been doing it, this bro? About a month. How old are you, dude? 25 years old. Boom! What up, what up, wholesale, <laughs> the million family? Dude, I am so pumped, man, because you guys, man, I'm so happy for everyone that's coming on here, closing their first deal, because I know the struggle of how hard it is. And just seeing people, regular people like you, like like me and Wally, are out there taking massive action on information that they learn, executed, can get that money. <laughs> you guys, I hope awesome. this interview will add a lot of value to you. And if it does, please show me and my guests some love. Smash the thumbs up. It really helps out with the YouTube algorithm. If you're new to the channel, man, I want to give you a warm welcome. Welcome to the Wholesale to Million family where we are the doer and not just the talker because a lot of people talk a lot of shit, but ain't doing shit, man. So make sure to smash, smash that subscribe button, turn on the bell notification so when I upload a new video or when I go live, which I do every single Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard for a Friday live cold call role play. If you haven't followed me on Instagram, be sure to do so. Go to com K-H-A-N-G dot like a period W-T-M. But no further ado, let's welcome my man, Wally. What's going on, buddy? Thank you so much for having me on, man. It's a pleasure. Um, I've actually just envisioned this. Literally, when I start watching videos, I'm like, I'm going to be on this interview one day. I promise that. <laughs> dude, that there we are. Good for you, bro. Congrats, man. Yeah. I am super happy for you, dude. That's a big wholesale deal for your first deal, bro. 37G. Bro, I remember, I remember uh, working at a job. And I, um, after five years of working there, after five years, not my first year, I was making $8.50 after five years. I finally, bro, made the most in, well, I, well, I shouldn't say in the family because my, my, bro, my brother was a mechanic, so he makes a little bit more. But dude, as high school dropout, my parents were so proud of me. I, was, I, I finally made $30,000 uh, $30, a year. <laughs> and uh, I remember, man, going to, um, going to my mom and dad and told, uh, and told them that I, you know, that I was going to quit that job. And uh, they said uh, that I, I made a mistake. I was making like 18 bucks an hour. They said, Carl, you, you, they said, son, you're doing so good, man. Mom and I were making about 10 bucks an hour. So um, just to let you guys know. But anyways, Wally, um, could you share with everybody kind of a little bit about your story, man? Uh, because this is, this is your time, your day, man. A little bit about your story and then how you got into uh, wholesaling. All right. <laughs> I got into wholesaling because I've always been interested in real estate. Um, the reason I really took action is because I landed a job in property management. And when you surround yourself in the real estate environment, you kind of get more motivated. So my buddy hits me up and said, Hey, have you ever heard of wholesaling? You know, this is our last chance of retirement. Let's just go at it hundred miles per hour. I was like, you know what, what do we got to lose? So um, I, I watched a lot of your videos, man. I listen to all your podcasts you. and then, um, Jerry Norton as well. Yeah. Um, I joined all of your um, Friday Live cold calls. So got Thank some knowledge you. there. And actually, um, I wanted to keep the cost down on mm. uh, marketing. So I just wanted to test the water. So what I did, uh, <laughs> I went to the dollar store, man. I bought, <laughs> I bought 20, 20 billboards for my first, you know, first round, just testing it out. Yep. Um, and I put those out and 
there's a bandit sign. It's how I can land the deal. So about a week and a half later, um, I see I got a missed call on my Google voice number because I use that separate number, right? Sure. And I call this guy back and he goes, uh, yeah, man, I have a property uh, I'd like to sell. It's a duplex. And, you know, I went through the whole spiel of, um, you know, what's the condition of it? Uh, what are, what, why are you looking to sell? And we got down to um, the part where I was asking him about the mortgage. Mm. I was like, hey, man, you know, um, considering that um, you owe, I saw how much you owed. I said, considering you owe the, um, an X amount, um, you know, take into account what you'd be walking away with. Um, so l let me give you the facts first. So the ARV on that property was, uh, 750 to around 800,000. This is in Queen Anne, Seattle. So I'm sure you're familiar with that area. Um, the rehab was about 120 and um, we got it under contract for 290. So, um, so when I was talking to the uh, seller, um, I was about to get down to the numbers and I followed your rule. Never give out the price first. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so he goes, I was about to offer him a round ballpark of 450. He goes, well, I'd be happy to walk away with three. And I was like, man, this is a deal, 300,000. And, um, you know, with the rehab and uh, the ARV, there's a big spread there. So he referred me to his realtor. He's like, yeah, um, go ahead and talk to my realtor about this. Here's the thing though. Um, he had a realtor friend, you know, um, help him and out with it. Um, he had it under contract with the realtor, you know, he's about to represent him. So the house is off market. It was going to go to market um, in about a week. So I was like, uh, I got to get this deal ASAP. Um, so I call up the realtor, um, you know, I do the little walkthrough and um, he goes, um, he, 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 he gave, he basically, he asked me for proof of funds, right? This realtor was like, he, he was the most difficult guy to work with. Um, so I, I, I turn around and I ask, I asked my buddy who, uh, flips homes, you know, he's 27 flips a lot of homes. And, you know, I figured he could mentor me throughout this deal. I said, uh, Hey man, can you, you know, provide me a proof of funds letter? he provides me a letter through his um, lender that he goes to. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I send out to the realtor and um, he goes, this is inadequate, you know, cause he called the lender, man. Like usually they don't do that. Yep. Um, so at that point I was like, all right, man, the only way I can do this deal is if I brought you in my, my buddy, right. A good friend of mine. So he showed him real proof of funds and, um, and then he goes to asking, you know, what are you comfortable putting a deposit down? Uh, you know, earnest money. Um, I was like, well, how much do you want? Cause you know, I didn't want to give out a number. He goes 20 K. I'm like, well, shit, I don't have an extra 20 K laying around to risk. Right. Um, and get this, he gave us zero day feasibility. Um, cause he knew we were going to wholesale it. Like he, two guys, two young guys walk on the property. 
about to buy a house, you know, some fishy's going on, right? So the reason he gave us zero day feasibility, because uh, he knew he was going to wholesale it. So we we turn around, we're like, okay, why would we put down? Um, we negotiated down a 10k, Ernest. So we're like, why would we put down 10k if we was no uh, zero day feasibility? You know, no investor is going to do ever do that without due diligence. So he gave us um, eight days. Um, so during that eight days, um, it, we were on time constraint. You know, um, my buddy's very, you know, he has a high network of people. I knew if I took this deal on my own, I have eight days, um, you know, to get it out. And I don't know if I'll have a serious buyer because it had serious foundation issues. Like we were thinking that we might have to, you know, level up the house and do all this other stuff to it. So he brings in a buyer um, who was also, he has a real estate company and whatnot. Um, so he brought in that buyer. Sorry, I just wrote down some notes. And he, 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 he's interested in it, right? He gives a verbal agreement, but he doesn't sign. Um, so my buddy, uh, you know, he risks his own 10K earnest. And, you know, just a couple weeks before we close, I called the seller and I said, Hey man, so yeah, here's we are in the process of the deal. He goes, um, you know, I was like, yeah, we just got done with our inspection period. And the seller goes, you know, Wally, I actually have some wiggle room on the deal. Um, he's like, yeah, I got some wiggle room. And we call him back and we renegotiated. Like we kind of, I kind of took advantage of that. Um, so we offered 280, we settled at uh, 290. So, um, you know, it's crazy though. Um, while I was on the phone with him, I asked him, do you have any other properties you'd like to sell? He goes, yeah, I have, a uh, another home and an eight unit complex. And you know, the reason he's, uh, liquidating all his assets is because, uh, coronavirus, you know, hurt his mm. business, he had a coffee shop business. Um, since this is just a big like project, uh, I, I'm going to check out his other uh, eight unit complex and probably um, try to throw in an offer on that as well. Wait. Okay, hold on a second. Eight, eight unit complex? Oh, uh, okay. Oh, oh, sorry. That's a whole different story. The house right, right, is- right. No, no, dude. Um, so is that also in uh, Seattle? Yeah. Um, it's a, uh, the, the duplex was in uh, Queen Anne. This okay. eight unit okay. complex is in uh, West Seattle, Dude, where I live. If you get that under contract, uh, bro, send it to me. I would like to check it out to see if I would be interested in buying it, bro, because I'm looking for some multifamily. Okay, uh, it's definitely fixer upper. Like my I partner. It. I mean, dude. Uh, you know how we do this game, dude. As long as long as the number makes sense, bro. Right. Right. 50, so yeah. 50. So so. If you do the, if you do get that under contract, man, if you want to send me the info, man, uh, see if we we'll, uh, yeah. we can do something out because okay. I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking to buy some multifamily. Sounds good, man. Good. Are you uh, are you in the Seattle area too? Dude, <laughs> bro, come on, man. <laughs> I think I know that. Yeah, man. All right, cool. Cool, dude. Okay, man. So Wally, let's talk about this deal, dude. It seems like uh, there's some really good spread. Okay, so. 
Realtors, for those of you who deal with realtor, man, realtors are tough to deal with, right? Sometimes you get an easy one, they're willing to work with you, but dude, sometimes most of majority of them don't understand the whole wholesaling, investing a little bit. So they, you know, it, it's really tough to deal with. Okay, so let me break this down for those of you who got a little confused. You went to the dollar store, bro. How many bandit signs did you buy? Like 20. You guys, listen to me, man. Start, start where you are. You don't got 20 bucks, dude? There's other things that you can do, which is, you know, drive for a dollar, walk for a dollar, drop for a dollar, take, take down property address, get some paper with you, put we buy houses, tape it on their door, right? Cold call. There's, there's other things that you can do. And bro, I mean, when I first started out, man, I put, um, I bought one of those cheap, uh, cheap stickers that you put, you, you, you put on, uh, I, I also bought the magnet and I bought the cheap, uh, uh, the cheap stickers that you can actually put on, uh, your windshield. And dude, I put it on all by myself. We buy houses. And then my big, my big phone number, I put it on my 1997 Honda Accord with paint coming off, and I put it on my 19 uh, or 2006 Honda Honda Accord too. And I remember um, my family and, and and my family, my friend were looking at you know uh, they would kind of laugh because it's kind of a joke, right? Because who calls <laughs> who calls someone driving a 1997 Honda Accord with paint coming off uh, that can afford uh, <laughs> the property, right? Yeah. So for those of you who don't understand, so that's why people that call from a bandit sign, you know, when you look at a bandit sign, dude, it, 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 it looks kind of ghetto, to be honest, right? The little bandit sign there. So people that call that, it means that, you know, they're, 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 they're in a situation, which means there's a lot of motivation, desperation for someone to call from a bandit sign to, to you know, to, to see if someone would, would buy uh, their property. So Anyways, man, that's uh, that's a great uh, motivation there, bro. You know, just with a with just with twenty band sign. Now, where did you put out, dude? I hit him in West Seattle, man, and that's where the uh, the seller lives. Um, gotcha. But you know, I put him out everywhere. This at this point. Okay, good. Well, the thing is, you know what? The reason why I asked that, bro, because people don't know where to put them. Oh, oh, like location wise. Yeah, location, uh, like busy intersection or what are you talking about? Yeah, intersection, uh, a place where uh, somebody can s drive and stop and have a minute to look at it. You know, you don't want to put it like in the middle of, tr you know, speeding traffic, you know. Yeah. Um, stop lights, stop signs, roundabouts, work. Good. And what do you put uh, on the band sign, bro? I just had we buy houses. And then your phone number? On there. Yeah. For cash good man yeah cash. a lot of you are complicating like you, you want to put the whole spiel on there no closing cost for you blah 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 dude that's just too much to read when someone is just you know stopping by or, or stop for a little bit uh yeah so i typically put we buy houses you right there you can put we buy houses cash and then just straight up your phone number so when the seller calls you um when the seller call you wally what did what what did he want for the property? You said three hundred, right? Yeah, before I even gave him a number, he was ready with three hundred. Okay, and then so you guys lock it up on a contract for for three hundred with ten k. Uh, 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 no, we we were negotiated down all the way to two ninety. That's the final price we got. Oh, so you actually so you lock it up under contract at two ninety, not at three hundred. Uh, no, at at three hundred. Sorry, at three hundred. 
And then he was like, I got some wiggle room because we were taking a little too long on our uh, um, inspection, but we sure. were really looking sure. for a buyer. Right. So right. we uh, got it back down to 290. Right. But you locked it up in a contract originally at 300K. Correct. All right. Okay. And then you, you did your inspection. At the time that you did your, your inspection, Dave, and, and, and you renegotiate at that time, did you have a buyer already or no? Yeah. Um, we had two bars lined up already. Okay. Like the same day. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So you got eight days inspection. Yeah. But on the same day that you, that you lock it up on a contract, you already had a buyer at, uh, and how much do you send it out to your buyer for? Uh, three, uh, 375. You send it out to your buyer. No, for no, three, uh, three, 365. Sorry. 365. Gotcha. So you send it out to your buyer for 365. Dude, that is a 65K spread, baby. Yeah. Gotcha, uh, my partner was saying that we could have sold it for four because there's such a big spread, yep. but we, we had to get rid of it fast because, you know, with filter, we didn't want to push any buttons, you know? Uh, of course. I understand, man. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, your partner is right. Yeah. So eight days. So same day you got, okay. So you, you got a buyer that was ready to go at 365. Yeah. Buy, so buy has done the walkthrough and, and, and all that already. Correct. And then all of a sudden the seller calls you and said, I have a, some wiggle room. Well, I, I called him. I honestly don't remember why I called him. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, build more rapport sure. and just tell him where we are on the process. Um, and I would just ask him randomly if you have any other properties, um, and he did. Right, but no, but what I'm asking you, bro, is that did, did you call him to renegotiate, or he just called you and said, hey, um, because he was oh, kind of oh. concerned. Oh, oh, so this is all through the realtor. We, we called the realtor and was like, you know, there's such a big job on the foundation. We mm. got to be at around 280, and the seller told the realtor, ah, 290 is good. So we're like, all right, 290 is fine. Gotcha. But at the time you already have a buyer lock in at 365 already. Yeah. It's, it, it was a verbal promise that we'll give it to him for that, uh, that amount. I got he it. To it. Got it, bro. Got it. Now you guys put down 10 K earnest and how much did the buyer put down? Um, so here's, here's the thing. So the buyer did not sign within a 10 day inspection. He was waiting on whether to see if he wanted to pay cash or um, refinance it. So the buyer didn't sign until closing, dude. My partner put down his own 10K, risked it. Um, and then when we created an LLC, we sold the LLC to the buyer. Um, the 10K earnest was already there. So in the check that I got, yep. he included the 10K earnest. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. let me let me tell you why we made an LLC. So this realtor's already been, you know, very difficult. And if at coming closing, the seller would have saw that we were making that, uh, you know, seventy-five k assignment. We were afraid that he might not sign off on it. I know usually it's not a big deal, but um, that's why we did it. So the buyer, uh, the buyer came to the table with um, three sixty-three. Uh, sorry. 290 right to escrow 290 after escrow closed he turned around and paid us on the back end like out of his pocket okay hold on okay wally hold on yeah. a second my, my first question to you is have your buddy have your buddy done a wholesale deal before or or did he just straight up fix and flip 
he he's done he's done a couple before, but his main thing is fixing flips. Okay. So here's my next here's my next question to you. Yeah. So okay. So the buyer actually wrote you guys a personal check outside of escrow. Yes. Woo! Yeah. Woo, bro! For six. Dang, bro! Because obviously the buyer, you guys could have not wrote the check. Right. Right. Yeah. So right. let me help you, bro. Just to make sure, dude, that this doesn't this 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 doesn't happen again, dude. All right. Yeah, I don't plan on it. Be, be, because not every buyer is you guys. Not every buyer is legit and keeps their word. Because you gotta understand, man. This is business, right? There are good people. I believe there's tons of good people than bad people. But there are bad people. There are bad people that won't pay you or they're trying to renegotiate with you. Oh, you know, after the closing, everything is signed and all of a sudden they'll be like, yeah, you know what, man, I went to see the property and dude, it needs a lot of work. But at that time, right, they try to renegotiate with you. What are you going to do about it? Right? There, there's right. nothing that you can do about it. The reason why I point this out, dude, because when I first started, I made the same mistake. And the buyer would have to pay me outside of escrow and was trying to renegotiate my assignment fee down for like $5,000. So okay. let me, okay, bro. Let me help you a little bit here, dude. So you lock this property up on a contract. Let's just say everything negotiated. You down at the 290. Mm -hmm. You found the buyer ready to go through 365. Mm -hmm. Okay. You, you, your buddy put down a 10,000 earnest money. Cause we weighed feasibility. Yes. Yep. So past after the eight days past inspection, you guys are now that that 10k becomes hard which means if you don't move forward to buy the property or you you can't find a buy whatever the case may be you lose the 10k right okay hold on a second so you found the buyer at 365 so you're saying that your buyer the buyer wouldn't sign an assignment agreement no he would um wait wait no no okay i, I guess well, let me rephrase the question yeah when you told the buyer, hey, you guys can buy it at 365, you're all good to go, did you send the buyer an assignment agreement? This was my partner's buyer that he's worked for many years. I don't know why, what the delay was. I I think he was, you know, he, he promised us he'd buy it and um, his verbal confirmation to him was very good to my partner. But I don't know why it took so long. And um, and that's why I was like bugging my partner. I was like, what's up with your buyer, you know? Um, he, he literally just signed at closing, man. Wait, 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 hold on a second. So your buyer signed an assignment agreement at, at, at closing. Yeah, it wasn't, we sold, we sold the LLC to him. He, it wasn't an L, uh, assignment agreement per se. I got you, bro. I yeah. got it, dude. So basically this whole time here, you guys were, you guys basically just take his verbal commitment that at the yeah. time of closing, you guys are just going to sell your LLC over to him and he just sign it. Right. Okay. So basically he's going to come in. Okay. I got you. You guys, please don't make this mistake, you guys. And, and yeah. let me tell you, especially, you know, this, uh, I know a lot of you don't have 10K to risk it. I know some of you probably even go borrow some money, right? To, to risk the 10K because you could potentially make 65K. But you don't need, you don't need to risk it. So here's, here's what I'm going to help you out. You don't need to risk the 10K. So what you're going to do is that, um, and obviously the buyer got, got no skin in the game. Now, listen, 
I know some of you, you have good friends, you take verbal agreement, you work with them for a long time. I understand that, you know, trust and all that. But let me tell you something. Sometimes things just happen in life where it's uncontrollable. So let's just say that, hey, I'm good. I'm, I'm telling you guys this because it happened. And this is why I don't believe in partnership. Like I'd rather go, I'd rather go slow and go by myself instead of having a partners and do business together. Because to me, it's like a relationship. It's like a marriage. And, and, and we, when we know it, dude, a, a lot of marriage don't last, for, don't last long. So when you see a marriage that passed, you know, five year, 10 year, whatever, like, whoa, right? Because, and I've heard so many stories about partnerships that goes bad, because let me tell you guys something. Because sometimes, Wally, Wally, let's just say, I know Wally for 10 years. I trust him, right? No problem. I trust the guy. He gave me his word. I trust him. But what if something goes on with his family, his wife, or, you know, for some reason, and then he got, he got into a certain point where he couldn't even make that decision anymore. Because now they, they, they go through some trouble where he couldn't make a decision, even though he wants to keep his word, but because some unforeseen problem happened, he couldn't. So guess what, dude? Now you are going to lost your 10K. You see? I so, agree. So, so, so I'm not saying that Wally won't keep his word, but he has no choice because he's now putting in maybe it could have been a divorce or whatever the case may be, or he got into an accident or one of the family, like he's just not in positions, a state of mind to move forward, to make this purchase. Things happen in life. That's what I'm, I'm telling you guys. So here's how you, so here's what it is, dude. If the buyer is solid, what he should have done is he should have signed an assignment agreement and, and at least right. put a 10K down with you guys. So that way, when you lose the 10K, it's not your 10K, but it's his 10K, if it's a solid buyer, right? Right. It was, it was a weird I'm one, saying, man. I'm not saying it was, it was all the risky. solid. He moved forward to close on it. But you, should, yeah, but, but you should protect yourself, man. Sign an assignment agreement. And let me tell you something, Wally. When you assign the assignment agreement over to your end buyer, dude, the seller do not see how much you make. Right. But um, I, it's the realtor chose his own escrow. That's the thing. They can disclose that, can't they? Okay, so here's another mistake that you guys make: is that you let the um, you let the sellers pick their own escrow agent, and yes, that agent have probably have you know relationship with the escrow agent, but the escrow agent dude cannot disclose whatever is going on between you and uh, and the end buyer, because really? that's that's between you guys. But, okay. but you know what, man, I'm just saying, technically, that's how it's supposed to be. But because of maybe the agent have a good relationship with the escrow, maybe they could leak, they could leak the information. That's, so what that's, we're why, that's why it's very important. That's why it's very important. As a buyer, you have to use your own escrow agent. And this is how you go about it, man, in the future. If you're going to deal with an agent, just say, hey, listen. The reason why we want to pick our escrow agent because we work with them for a long time and they actually save, uh, you know, we've done a lot of deals with them and they actually save us some money on the closing costs and on the fees and, you know, and tell them this is not a small purchase. You know, it really helps us out. It does, it doesn't affect the seller, but on our end, it's going to really helps us out a lot, you know, to make uh, the number works. So that's how you would position yourself as a buyer 
you would tell them that 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 escrow agent was were able to save you a little bit of discount uh, on uh, the closing costs and on the fees. And uh, and I highly recommend that you use um, the escrow agent that you're familiar with, but. Uh, so that way, you know, you don't be uh, taken advantage of because, dude, some escrow agent, if they're not good, dude, they can really, really mess up a deal. Like they can technically expose things and, and things like that. But just in, in the future, dude, when you assign it, your seller do not know uh, how much you guys make. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I understand with that whole routine. I would have went that route. But sure. with, with this agent, man, he was a little sketchy and <laughs> he was hard to work with. So we had to make every loophole we can right. to get this deal you know it's like it I was, hear you bro is it possible without the way we did it so i hear um, you bro i hear you yeah. just because just because you guys went his escrow agent you didn't want to assign they see the assignment agreement they're going to share with the seller and it's all going to blow up exactly yeah i hear you bro yep i hear you bro no problem so Anyways, um, you guys, I hope that this um, adds some value to you guys. Any one of you that are listening, I hope that this inspires and motivates. Obviously, Wally went to a dollar store, put up some pen time, man. <laughs> Dude, I, I should title this $1 to 30 to 65, <laughs> 65K, man. <laughs> how, to make 65, how to make 65 Gs from $1. How to make a 65,000... I don't know, return or something. Yeah. Percent return, I don't know. One dollar one dollar investment for sixty-five thousand. Dude, that that's not like a good title to me, man. So anyways, um, Wally, um, man, for those that are starting out, man, that trying to, you know, also hustling, grinding and trying to get their first deal, man. What are you what are some things that you learn? What are some tips, advice that you can give to uh to the viewer, bro? Um, definitely. Well, what I did is lock myself in for a whole month, you know, and, and put this information and make sure you're very familiar with it. And then the very important thing is get out of your comfort zone and take massive action, you know, talk to sellers, you know, the, the law of averages says the more, the more times you do something, the more you'll get a result. So, you know, if you're talking to two people, there's a 50, 50 chance, but if you talk to a hundred, you can, there's, you know, 10 people in there. Um, you know, take massive action, um, stay motivated, stay positive. It really works. You know, um, it's a matter of uh, time and when. I love that, bro. I love that, man. And I want to add to that. You see, to get, to, get to, to, to have something you never had, you must be willing to do things you've never done. And when you do things you've never done, dude, it's going to get a little bit uncomfortable. What happened to a lot of people is they get out of their comfort zone. They try something, right? And, if, and it got really uncomfortable. So they go back into their comfort zone. And the only reason that the only way that will push you to continue is that you got to want this as bad, just like Eric Thomas says, man, you got to want this as, as bad as you want to breathe. Because unless, unless you're unhappy or unsatisfied with your situation or your circumstances or your life, I promise me, I promise you, it doesn't matter how much you say, you will never never be able to do it. I've seen people make new year resolution about losing weight or hit X amount, but they're so comfortable, right? But they, that they try it and they'll be like, eh, you know what? I'm okay, right? Ah, uh, I'm okay. I'm okay with my job. I'm okay with making what it is because pushing it to the next level, it's extremely hard. So for those of you who's watching, I want to let you know that obviously it's possible. 
Wally did it. I've interviewed other people. Just regular did it with a dollar. If you don't have a dollar, you can't find to go get a dollar. It makes you holler, dude. And forget you, man. Just stick with the J-O-B. And yeah. Stick, yeah, man. And the thing in life, you either, you listen, results or skews. One or the other. You can't have both. Some people, some people do whatever it takes to make things happen. Other people come up with all kinds of excuse to stay where they're at. Instead of saying, I can't, they start saying, how can I get that money? <laughs> Dude, I want to say, man, thank you so much, bro, for taking your precious time to jump on and do this with me, man, to inspire and motivate other people and uh, to get their first deal. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, how do people connect with you? And then we can get to your question. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, uh, I use Instagram mostly. Uh, my at handle is it's Wally three I T Z W A L L Y three. Awesome. I'll put a uh, Wally link right below for those of you who recently closed your first wholesale deal. Hit me up on Instagram with the money. Show me the picture of the wire, the checks or the cash. I don't really care. Send it over to me, tell me the proof. Love to get you onto the channel. And uh, like I said, the reason I love doing this is to inspire and motivate uh, others to do the same for themselves. So what's your question, bro? Um, what do you think about uh, radio advertisements, you know, to get inbound leads? Have you, have you ever heard of that? I mean, I'm sure you yeah. have. Yeah, bro. So I have heard about radio. I actually have heard someone actually um, spend money on radio ad and they – um, listen, man, that's just from one person. They didn't get right. that good, right? They did not get that good of a result. But one okay. thing I can share with you that in my mastermind, dude, one thing that's blowing up right now is TV ad, commercial on TV ad. Okay. I don't yeah. think people watch TV anymore, but dude, some of my, uh, some of my CG, but it costs a lot. I think you got to put like a, a fifteen or twenty thousand um, dollars deposit. They expect you to spend ten or fifteen k or so a month, or five to ten. I'm not sure exactly, oh, wow. but the amount, um, you know, is it's more than a regular uh, average people uh, can afford. But I heard the TV ad is killing it because the old people are still watching the TV. Facts. That's yep. true. Yep. And I was saying with radio, I target like um, news channels because you know older people are more inclined to be more political. And those people yep. tend to have money and properties. So, or I was thinking maybe a billboard. I don't know, but I do want to invest back into some marketing that, you know, that generates inbound while I'm doing cold calling, you know? You got it, bro. So, so um, I can only tell you what's the cheapest I'm using right now that got, uh, that got me results. It's cold calling and text messaging. That's what we're okay. using. So what you need to do, bro, is with the cash that you have, maybe hire on a... Um, Higher on it because cold call, dude, it can be exhausting, dude. Oh, very. <laughs> it's exhausting, bro. So what you, what you need to do is maybe, um, you know, get someone, get a VA or whatever it is, get you um, hired some cold call. I would do some text messaging, bro. That's probably the cheapest. And we seem to get really good uh, results from it, man. Awesome, man. I'll look into that. Thank you. Yeah. So for those of you who look into, uh, look into want to do text blast, um, go ahead and use this website if you want to check it out, bro. I mean, um, it's Batch, uh, batch Lead, B-A-T-C-H, Lead, L-E-A-D-S, dot I, as in India, and then O, I-O, um, and then use my promo code WTM, 
and you get a 500 or get 500 texts for one dollar so when you sign up you get 500 texts for just one dollar and then after that obviously um if you like it you can continue but the price is going to be a little bit different if you don't like it you can uh, disconnect but that's who we use text messaging it works really really well we can, uh we just start uh recently uh using them and it works really well man it's cheap so text messaging cold calling that's all we do anyways wally any last word man i'm gonna let you wrap wrap it up any last word uh for the uh, family bro um i got two words stay consistent <laughs> stay consistent and let's go get that money <laughs> let's get it all right wally thanks a lot bro later dude thank you have thank a good you, one bro.